Whether you host a nightly dinner party for two or five, keeping your eating and dining area clean helps keep your mind on the dinner party and not on the cleanup afterwards. Viva paper towels clean like cloth, trapping splatters and sauces that could become countertop stains or stuck on messes. And they're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. For an exceptional cloth-like paper towel, there's Viva. Visit vivatowels.com to soak up the clean feeling of home. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes, your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America First perspective. On the Mojo 5 radio network and streaming on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. You can find us on YouTube as well. You can follow us on Twitter at RightNowJimDawes or shoot me an email at RightNowJimDawes at gmail.com. Leave me a voicemail at 772-245-0750 with your questions or comments, and we'll use the call on a future show. That number again, 772-245-0750. Well, on yesterday's show, we did hot takes from the bar hearing before the Senate Judiciary Committee, and today we're going to get deeper into it. It really was quite a spectacle, and just is a continuation of uh, what the Democrats have become. They've become the the party of lies and hoaxes. They literally have no substance that uh, they can sell to the American people because they are captive to their far-left cultural Marxist socialist base. And so uh, they dare not speak any or advocate for any mainstream policies for fear of advocating their bases and they can't sell the Marxism to the American people. So what they do is they hopscotch from one uh, generated faux scandal to the next, actually concocting and perpetrating hoaxes on the American people in order to keep their base and uh, gullible Democrat-leaning voters um agitated and a lot of this whole russia gate collusion hoax is uh, is now unwinding and coming to an end and the fact of the matter is the democrats are being exposed as, as having perpetrated a lie on their followers for the last two and a half years and so what they're doing is they're turning around and trying to smear bob Barr, bill Barr. And Bill Barr's only offense here is to try to restore some sort of integrity and confidence in the Department of Justice and the FBI. He's not even getting into the misdeeds that were done in the intelligence community. And at some point, uh, I think the president of the United States needs to appoint a special counsel to look into John Brennan's actions over at the CIA because he's the one that colluded with foreign governments in order to start this whole counterintelligence argument or investigation based on Hillary Clinton's lie, the Steele dossier, based on Russian disinformation. 
So the Senate's, uh, you know, convened under the chairmanship of Lindsey Graham yesterday, and he's not um, much better than um, the uh, the senator he replaced Grassley, in my opinion. He, he's not forceful enough. I would have liked to have seen Ted Cruz take the gavel of the Senate Judiciary Committee, but nobody asks me these things. But they, um, you know, the way the, the Democrats behaved yesterday in trying to besmirch the reputation of a man that served for over 40 years in government and, uh, and has always conducted himself in an above-board, ethical manner who clearly understands the role of the Department of Justice in these matters. They're not to uh, throw in with the Democrats' smear campaign. They're, to de- they're there to determine whether or not a crime was committed or whether a crime was not committed. And if a crime was not committed, it is not the interest of the Department of Justice to come before any committees and try to slime a private citizen or a member of government like the President of the United States. But I I don't know if you had a chance to watch this. It really was a descent into madness on the part of the Democrats. They live in an alternate reality. They traffic in lies and hoaxes, as I've said, and their whole purpose is uh, very Goebbels-like, repeated lies so often, so emphatically, and so, uh, you know, such, such a big lie that they can convert it into the truth. And to tell you the truth, it's working. It's not working on about half of the population that uh, is able to think critically, but we have a major portion of our uh, country now that doesn't exercise critical thought any longer. That's not what's taught in our schools and universities. What's taught in our schools and universities at this point is exactly the opposite of critical thought. It's the wholehearted acceptance of cultural Marxism with the consequence of being crushed if you dissent. And uh, to tell you the truth, I fear for the nation's future because uh, we, we have been led so far away from being able to think critically and recognize lies, bold-faced lies when we hear them. So I'm going to start playing you some clips and commenting on them from yesterday's hearing. The first is uh, Senator Dianne Feinstein, who, oddly enough, has become a voice of reason relative to the rest of the lunatics in the Democrat Party that they put on the Judiciary Committee, a committee that you know requires the ability to, one, have a fidelity to the truth, and two, be able to reason. And the Democrats have put a whole bunch of members on there that uh, that don't have the capacity for either. But, you know, Dianne Feinstein, when she came to the Senate, she was a far lefty. She was a San Francisco liberal that could be counted on uh, always, you know, to uh, to toe the liberal line. Well, she, as I say, by comparison, now looks sane. And she opened the questioning for the Democrats of Bill Barr. And Bill Barr had to school her on the proper function of the Department of Justice and um, in identifying whether or not something was a crime. 
just to finish this, but you still have a situation where a president essentially tries to change the lawyer's account in order to prevent further criticism of himself. Well, that's not a crime. So you can, in this situation, instruct someone to lie? No, it has to be. Well, to be obstruction of justice, the lie has to be uh, tied to uh, impairing the evidence in a particular proceeding. McGahn had already given his evidence, and I think uh, I think it would be plausible that the purpose of McGahn memorializing what the president was asking was to make the record that the president never directed him to fire. And there is a distinction between saying to someone, go fire him, go fire Mueller, and saying, have him removed based on conflict. Now, here's where these comments get kind of interesting because they 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 touch on the question of Mueller's disqualifying conflicts of interest, which I've argued from the very beginning uh, made this whole investigation a sham. Not only was Mueller disqualified for these blatant and obvious conflicts of interest, but he hired a team of um, of lawyers that also <laughs> carried with them disqualifying conflicts of interest, many of which who had actually worked for Hillary Clinton previously and donated to her campaign and attended, in the case of Andrew Weissman, her expected victory party on the night of the election. So Mueller's uh, Mueller's whole operation was designed to smear the, the president. They didn't dare try to indict the president because uh, it, if it had gone to court in any case, um, the collusion hoax, if he had made those charges against the president or any member of his uh, his campaign, it would have been laughed out of court. So they were there just to smear the president on that regard. And then, of course, he didn't come to a conclusion on obstruction because, again, it would have exposed the fact that the, the, whole, the Mueller and his whole team were uh, too conflicted to actually pursue this. But you'll notice that Bob Barr steers, or Bill Barr, I'm sorry, steers away from this issue because he is there to try to restore faith in the Department of Justice, and he doesn't want to call out the fact that this whole thing has been a two-and-a-half-year sham on the American people. He, he wants to move past it, get uh, the... Uh, you know, everything back in working order and and don't uh, really expose the wrongdoing in the Department of Justice. And neither will um, Horowitz, the uh, inspector general. They no, None of them will call out the fact that, uh, that Mueller was act- actually disqualified from ever conducting this investigation from the, from the beginning. Back to this clip. And what would they have that, different results? What would that conflict be? Well, the, the difference between them is... Notice he doesn't... Uh, respond to what would the conflict be the conflict was obviously that bob Mueller was the former head of the fbi that had engaged in this wrongdoing and the mentor of jim comey who he was investigating trump for firing it's absurd if you remove someone for a conflict of interest then there would be another presumably another person appointed 
Yeah, but wouldn't you have to have it in this kind of situation, an identifiable conflict that made sense, or else doesn't it just become a fabrication? Well, this now we're going to shift from the issue of uh, writing the, the the memo or somehow putting out a release uh, later on, and the issue of the, the actual direction to McGann. And what just happened there was, was uh, Bill Barr refusing to sh- throw Rod Rosenstein under the bus for appointing somebody who was so thoroughly conflicted as as, as uh, Robert Mueller was in this case. So. I want to just uh, uh, take a, a minute here to remind you to get over to Mojo50.com and register for the Smith & Wesson 380 being sponsored by Tar River Arms. This is a fabulous concealed weapons perm, uh, concealed carry weapon with a polymer frame and a built-in laser sight, a stainless steel blued slide and receiver with a six-round clip and one in the chamber. Uh, Smith and Wesson is, in my opinion, the most reliable weapon on the market. I'm going to get a lot of email uh, pushing back on that, but I, I absolutely believe the Smith is, uh, it's, well, I'll just say it's my weapon of choice. And this is the best, uh, compact, uh, concealed carry weapon permit I have, uh, ever seen. I'm going to buy one, uh, regardless but you can go on to win this uh, this fine weapon over at mojo50.com slash register to win. And, uh, and I look forward to uh, seeing who wins this. So one of the very interesting things that came out of this is, uh, you know, Bill Barr is sort of mild-mannered and, um, and doesn't fight on every point. He realizes that the Democrats are going to be um, you know, pursuing their uh, their ob- agenda, and he he doesn't hold any uh, misgivings or, or misapprehensions that he can change that. But he did point out how bizarre this whole spectacle is um, in answering a question. I believe it was to um, uh, to Ted Cruz about. Um, you know, none of this, all of this seems kind of through the looking glass. I understood you to say, and these are I'm, my words. Not- I'm sorry, he's answering a question to Louisiana Senator Kennedy on the Judiciary Committee. Yours. The first concern that Mr. Mueller had, he felt like your letter wasn't nuanced enough. Correct. Okay. That problem's been solved, has it not? Well, it was sort of solved by putting out the whole report. Exactly. Which was the... That's why I think this whole thing is is sort of uh, mind-bendingly bizarre because I made clear from the beginning that I was putting out the report, as much of the report as I could, and it was clear it was going to take three weeks or so, maybe four, to do that. And the question is, what's the placeholder? And the placeholder, in my judgment, was uh, the simple uh, statement of what the bottom-line conclusions were. And I wasn't going to be in the business of feeding out more and more information uh, as time went on to adjust to what the press was saying. So uh, Bill Barr, when he was confirmed, committed to two things. One, he was going to um, protect the the Mueller investigation, allow it to proceed to its end, and that he was going to release the Mueller report, even though um, the 
statute doesn't require it. He was going to release it in as uh, lightly redacted condition as possible. And to that end, he asked Robert Mueller to, when he presented his report, to go ahead and redact the grand jury information that by law cannot be released. And guess what? Robert Mueller failed to do so because he knew that it would take several weeks for um, for Bill Barr to get this report into shape for public release. And during that time, he and his team and their Democrat media mouthpieces would be allowed to undermine Barr and his uh, his office and try to take the heat off Mueller for, in effect, exonerating the president. He says in volume two of the report with regard to obstruction that he didn't exonerate the president. Well, guess what? We are all in this country endowed with the presumption of innocence. If you don't have a charge that you think you can make stick and Mueller did not, then we are innocent. The failure to indict is all Mueller really needs to say in his report. But uh, he, he didn't do that. He wanted to make Barr responsible for that. And he, then he wanted to give Barr this report in an unredacted uh, form, even though Barr had requested that be redacted so that they would have some time to uh, start sniping at Bill Barr. Uh, I met with Bob at the suggestion of the deputy and the principal associate deputy, Bob Mueller. I met with Bob Mueller uh, to, to get a, a readout on what his conclusions would be. Um, on March 25th, and, and, and at that meeting, I asked, I, I reiterated to, to uh, Special Counsel Mueller that in order to, to have the shortest possible time before uh, I was in a position to release the report, uh, I asked that uh, they identify 6E material. When I received the report on March 22nd, and we were hoping to, to have that easily identified, the 6E material, unfortunately, uh, it did not come in that form. So despite the fact that Barr specifically instructed Mueller to uh, submit the report in a redacted form so it could be promptly released, Mueller didn't do that. I wonder why. It was so that he and his team could sit on the sidelines while Barr and the Department of Justice was redacting this report and try to gin up um, Democrat hysteria over Bill Barr and, and somehow blame him for Mueller's inability to indict the president on conspiracy, collusion, or obstruction. Really quite devious. And this is the kind of underhanded tactics that Bob Mueller and Andrew Weissman have traded in for, for many, many years. And exactly what could, uh, Rosenstein could have expected when he appointed the highly conflicted Mueller and his team. Well, I'm going to play the rest of this clip just to uh, to let Barr finish his thought. And it uh, quickly became apparent that it would take about three or four weeks uh, to identify that material and other material that have to be redacted. So there was necessarily going to be a gap between the receipt of the report and getting uh, the full report out publicly. So 
Barr had committed during his confirmation that he would get this out as quickly as possible. And as soon as Mueller transmitted the report to Barr, the Democrats and their media mouthpieces started uh, uh, demanding that it be immediately released, knowing that by law, Bill Barr could not do so. So Bill Barr gives them a uh, the bottom line conclusions, no collusion, no conspiracy, no uh, decision on obstruction by Mueller. And so Barr was left to decide. And guess what? There is no legal case for obstruction. This whole notion that they've been putting forward for the last couple of weeks that the president instructed his White House counsel to fire Bob Mueller turned out to be a lie. In fact, the report indicates that what he did tell McGahn to do was to raise the issue of these conflicts of interests that Mueller had and his team had with Rod Rosenstein. Perfectly appropriate to do less would have been unthinkable. The rest of the Washington establishment and the people over at DOJ are turning a blind eye to the fact that Mueller was conflicted from the get-go. And this is not just a layman's uh, opinion. Um, Dershowitz has pointed out these conflicts of interests. Uh, this, um, many legal experts have pointed out that Robert Mueller was disqualified from the very get-go of uh, conducting this investigation. But one of my favorite parts of yesterday's hearing was when uh, Bill Barr gave the bottom line conclusions um, that that Mueller found and wondered why in the world is, uh, is are everybody so uh, still so angry. But the question just been asking raises a point I wanted to say when Senator Hirono was talking, which is, it's you know, how did we get to the point here where? The evidence is now that the president was falsely accused of colluding with the Russians and accused of being treasonous and accused of being a Russian agent. And the evidence now is that was without a basis. And two years of his administration uh, have been dominated by the allegations that have now been proven false. And, you know, to. To, to listen to some of the rhetoric, you would think that the Mueller report had found the opposite. And not only that, you've had these Democrats out there, elected officials that are supposed to be responsible and concerned about the well-being of the country, falsely accusing the president of being Vladimir Putin's puppet. And you've had former intelligence and law enforcement officials, I'm talking about Comey and Clapper and Brennan, actually paid by these left-wing propaganda outlets, MSNBC and CNN, to go on the air day after day after day, smearing the president of the United States. In in previous times, we would have called that sedition. But you talk about, about a conspiracy. They knew there was never any evidence to support their charges, and yet they're continuing to pursue this agenda against the president because they've got wrongdoing on their own behalf to cover up. We just got a couple of minutes left, and I don't want to get away from this before letting you hear 
crazy Maisie Hirono, who just absolutely shamed herself and the great state of Hawaii with her outrageous, really, um, jihad against Bill Barr. Mr. Barr, now the American people know that you are no different from Rudy Giuliani or Kellyanne Conway or any of the other people who sacrificed their once decent reputation for the grifter and liar who sits in the Oval Office. You once turned down a job offer from Donald Trump to represent... I'm sorry, I can't listen to it. I mean, this is a woman that sits in the United States Senate calling the president a liar and a grifter. When we come back to the, from the break, I'm going to uh, play you with just a sample of her questioning and how um, she dare not allow Bob Bill Barr to answer because uh, she'll be exposed as a liar. And then we're going to dig into uh, Joe Biden's corruption. He recently said, we don't have anything to worry about with China. He said that yesterday. Well, I wonder why he might be taking such a position. Could it be, in fact, that the Chinese own Joe Biden? We're going to run out to a break. We're going to have two commercials, and then we'll be right back with you. On Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes, your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America first perspective. So, as we went out to the break, we heard old crazy Maisie Hirono. Just absolutely slandering Bill Barr. Crazy Maisie Hirono's got an IQ of probably around 80, maybe 90. She's Her defining characteristic is that uh, she's willing to tell a lie, no matter how obvious, no matter how grotesque. These are the same people you remember, the Democrats on the House Judiciary Committee, that, uh, that slandered. Kavanaugh in this effort to keep him off the Supreme Court. Just mean-spirited, destructive, divisive. Um, The worst sort of politics. 
And it, I guess it was predictable what happened yesterday. I'm going to finish playing you here. Uh, Crazy Maisie's assault on Bill Barr, and then we're going to go to some of her questioning just to illustrate how dishonest she is and how how willing uh, she is to twist the facts in order to try to pursue this uh, this narrative that the president of the United States needs to be impeached. Tim, as his private attorney, at your confirmation hearing, you told Senator Feinstein that, quote, the job of attorney general is not the same as representing, end quote, the president. So you know the difference, but you've chosen to be the president's lawyer and side with him. Now, you notice what's missing from all of these rants or any examples of actual wrongdoing by Bill Barr over the interests of the American people. To start with, you should never have been involved in supervising the Robert Mueller investigation. Why is that, Crazy Maisie? He's the Attorney General of the United States. It's his job to supervise an independent counsel. You wrote a 19-page unsolicited memo, which you admit was not based on any facts, attacking the premise. Actually, it was based entirely on facts. It simply stated that the president can't be guilty of obstruction of justice simply for exercising his constitutional powers contained in Article 2. It's absolute correct um, interpretation. It's been found by the courts. There was nothing unusual about it. Bill Barr was uh, simply stating that uh, the, the jihad that the Democrats are engaged in is illegitimate. But here's, uh, here's Crazy Maisie asking Bill Barr uh, a series of questions. And notice how she steadfastly refuses to allow him to answer and expose her lies. Do you think all of the things that President Trump did are okay? Are they what the President of the United States should be doing? For example, do you think it's okay for a president to fire an FBI director to stop him from investigating links between his, his campaign and Russia? Okay, right there. Crazy Maisie frames her question based on a lie and then demands that uh, Bill Barr respond to her lie. It may not be a crime, but do you think it's okay? Well, I, I think the report is clear that... that no, I'm not talking about the report well, and well, its analysis of whether a crime occurred. I'm asking you. I don't this think is not a crime, but do you think it's okay for the president to do what he did, to fire the special counsel think it's to okay keep them the from investigating? what he did, and I don't think the evidence supports the proposition. So I guess you think it's okay. To stop the investigation. Do you think it's okay for a president to ask his White House counsel to lie? Um... Well, I'm willing to talk about what's criminal. First of all, he never instructed his White House counsel to lie. He, he, he asked his White House counsel to correct the record. No, we've already acknowledged that you think it was not a crime. I'm just asking whether you think it's okay. Even if it's not a crime, do you think it's okay for the president to ask his White House counsel to lie? Which Look, event? if you're just going to go back to whether no, which event it's a crime, are you you're telling about? me that which it's okay. Let me ask you... About? The last question that I have in 17 seconds. Do you think it's okay for a president to offer pardons to people who don't testify against him to threaten the family of someone who does? Is that okay? Uh, what? When did he offer a, a pardon to someone? I think you know what I'm talking about. Please. I think you know the lies that I'm telling. Please conform your answers to my lies. The president never offered to pardon anyone he never 
threatened anybody's families. He never instructed the White House counsel to lie. As a matter of fact, what he did was ask the White House counsel to correct the record that he never instructed the White House counsel to fire Bob Mueller, that he simply uh, asked him to raise the issue with Rosenstein of, of, of uh, Mueller's conflicts of interest, which was perfectly appropriate. I got another clip here from uh, this representative White House. I think he's uh, from somewhere. I think he uh, represents Rhode Island. Um, and, and White House just hates this word that Bob Barr had the, um, the gall to use of spying. Can I have a minute? I just want to nail down. You used the word spying mm-hmm. about authorized DOJ investigative activities. Are you talking about authorized DOJ investigative activities? Authorized by who? By the Obama administration? Well, just because they were authorized doesn't mean it wasn't spying. It obviously was spying. And Bill Barr has uh, simply raised the question whether there was an adequate probable cause for that spying, which we know was based almost entirely on this boat his steel dossier. My testimony before yes. the House Appropriations? Yes. Okay. In the entirety of your previous career in the Department of Justice, including as Attorney General, have you ever referred to authorized department investigative activities officially or publicly as spying? I'm not asking for private conversation. No, I'm not going to abjure the use of the word spying. I think, uh, you know, my first job was in CIA, and I don't think the word spying has any pejorative connotation at all. To me, the question, to me the question is always whether or not it's authorized and, and adequately predicated spying. Uh, I think spying is a good English word that, in fact, doesn't have synonyms because it is the broadest word uh, in, incorporating really all forms of covert intelligence collection. So I'm not going to back off the word spying, to, except I will say when did I'm you not suggesting any pejorative and I use it frequently when as, you, to media, as when, to media when did you decide to use it was it off the cuff in the hearing that day or did you go into that hearing intending it, it to was, use the word it was spying? actually off the cuff to tell you the truth and when 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 a senator the the senator I mean the the, uh, the congressman from, probably well from Schatz from Hawaii who was here Shaheen Shaheen no no, no. Whoever it was, go ahead. Yeah, when, she, when, when, when he challenged me and said, do you want to change your language, I was actually thinking, like, what's the issue? I, I don't consider it a pejorative. But if, and You're rather, frankly, you- frankly, we went back and looked at press usage, and up until all the, the faux outrage a couple of weeks ago, it's commonly used in the press to refer to authorized activities, such as referring to the But it's not FISA commonly court, used by the court. department. What? It is not commonly used by the department. How does he know if it's commonly used by the department? The truth of the matter is uh, the broad effort to undermine the Trump campaign was based entirely on spies. There were attempts to entrap the Trump campaign using undercover operatives. Joseph Massoud, Felix Sater, Hank Greenberg, Stephen Halper. There was electronic surveillance of the entire campaign that they got access through this FISA warrant on Carter Page. It was spying. It wasn't just surveillance because they were actually setting up situations and and these weren't informants either. 
these spies, these undercover operatives. Abjure, he, uh, Barr says he's not going to abjure. That means to solemnly renounce. And he absolutely shouldn't. And it, it's very telling how the, the Democrats are freaking out about the use of this word spying, which is a perfect description of what the Department of Justice and the CIA were doing. Because they, they don't want to get to the, the real bottom line takeaway of all this, and that is that the Hillary Clinton campaign used Russia disinformation to put together a dossier to smear Donald Trump and have basically paralyzed our government for the last two years because of it. But Barr's not being dissuaded or he's not being knocked off his course. He, uh, he mentioned yesterday that he was, in fact, going to move on. Well, I'll let you hear it for yourself. Can we state with confidence that the Russian, that the Steele dossier was not part of the Russian disinformation campaign? No, I can't state that with confidence, and, and that is one of the uh, areas that I'm reviewing. Uh, I'm concerned about it, and, it and, and I don't think it's entirely speculative. Mueller's whole report was just a continued effort to cover up the wrongdoing in the deep state during the Obama administration. I think it leads right into the White House. And the Democrats are now freaking out because they're closing the book on this whole Russiagate hoax that they engineered. And their last gasp is to try to uh, claim that the president tried to obstruct a, uh, an investigation into a crime that never happened because he objected to these conflicts of interest that were just blatant. And I don't know how far bar is going to go down this road i think ultimately they're going to allow the wrongdoers in the obama administration to uh, get off the hook because i think what Barr's trying to do over the department of justice and why he angled for this job is to restore the faith in the departments i absolutely have almost no uh, faith that the attorney general's report will expose the wrongdoing because that's not an uh, uh, independent counsel. I'm sorry. I'm going to get it right here in a second. That is not an inspector general's job. An inspector general is there to protect the department by putting together uh, an investigation of wrongdoing that's designed not to cripple the department. And at the very most, what, uh, what inspector generals do and what um, Horowitz will do is to throw a few low-level functionaries under the bus. I could be wrong. I hope I am, but that's exactly what I expect. I'm going to play this, uh, this, this clip for you again of Barr saying that he's now moving on to look into the provenance and the origins of this investigation and whether or not the Steele dossier wasn't, in fact, part of uh, Russia's disinformation. Can we uh, state with confidence that the Russian that the Steele dossier was not part of the Russian disinformation campaign? No, I can't state that with confidence, and, and that is one of the. Well, we lost the clip. I'm sorry. Let me. Uh, well, we'll move on. Uh, Trip. Uh, President Trump appeared on Trish Regan's show on Fox Business uh, shortly after, and just uh, gave his impressions of the uh, Bob Barr hearing, and, and we'll end with this. Um, but resignation now for the attorney general, that's what the Democrats want? What's your reaction? 
Well, I haven't even heard that. I mean, it's so ridiculous. He's an outstanding man. He's an outstanding legal mind. And, and I heard he was really, he performed incredibly well today. Mm-hmm. And for, for the well, country, the, he performed you know, well. Kamal Harris. Mm-hmm. Well, she was I, probably very nasty. <laughs> How about these three people? Three yeah, of them yeah. are running for, three of them, they're not doing very well, but three of them are running for... Mm-hmm particular office. I think I maybe uh, you're talking to the person right now. They're running. So you have three of them running against me and they're up there ranting and raving like lunatics, frankly. And they're running. And how is that fair? So you have Bill Barr, highly respected, great attorney general, and he's got to take the abuse from people that are running for office. They don't care about this. They're just looking for (laughs) political points. And I really think that the American people See through it so easily, Trish. I mean, it's so. Well, we do see through it, and uh, people are becoming more and more aware of how dishonest the um, the Democrats are. I'm looking for a clip here uh, for you as we we move into the next segment. Uh, yesterday, the Democrats' presidential nominee frontrunner uh, came out and accused or or claimed and and they're uh they're up on twitter it's the reason i can't find this clip pulling it down as hard as they can um joe biden went out and and claimed that china is not a threat to the united states china has been the beneficiary of literally trillions of dollars in trade deficits since the uh the United States, under previous administrations, allowed China uh, preferred nation uh, preferred favored nation status, trading status with the United States, and Joe Biden voted in favor for that and advocated for it. Um, and now he's he's out on the campaign trail claiming that China doesn't represent a threat to the United States. I'm going to find this clip while I play for you. Um, This uh, kind of a long clip by Steve Hilton over at Fox uh, chronicling these these, um, corruption that Biden and his son Hunter, who, by the way, was uh, uh, discharged from the United States Navy for cocaine abuse. But... Steve Hilton chronicles um, what Peter Schweitzer uh, wrote about in his book about the deep state, about China, or about Biden's conflicts and corruption with China. This is what makes him dangerous. This is what should disqualify him from the presidency. Since 2016, The Democrats and their establishment media allies have relentlessly accused President Trump of being a foreign agent or being compromised by a foreign power. Watch. Well, I certainly think he's acting like someone who's compromised. uh, And it may very well be that he is compromised or may very well be that he believes that he's compromised. Unfortunately, because our commander in chief is compromised. And do you believe it's possible that President Trump has been compromised by Russia? They're still saying it, even though the Mueller investigation concluded that it was all a lie. With Joe Biden, on the other hand, 
There is a much more worrying relationship with a foreign power, one that represents a vastly bigger threat to America than Russia does. China. In December 2013, then-Vice President Biden rode Air Force Two on an official trip to Asia. Tensions were high over disputed territories in the East China Sea. Biden was joined by his son, Hunter, who was building a private equity firm along with his business partner and friend, Chris Heinz, heir of the Heinz ketchup family fortune and son-in-law of then-Secretary of State John Kerry. So let me just reiterate this. Uh, Biden is on a... A official state visit to China, and he takes along with him his son Hunter Biden. And here, and here's what happens next. Vice President Biden and Hunter Biden were ushered into Beijing on a red carpet with a delegation of Chinese officials. From there, Joe went straight into meetings with the Vice President of China and President Xi Jinping. The next morning, the Bidens had a meeting with the U.S.-China Business Council. From there, it was off to Villa Number no. 5 of the Diaochio State Guesthouse, where Madame Mao lived during the Cultural Revolution. Joe Biden struck a soft, friendly tone with the Chinese leadership, disappointing allies in the area like Japan, who were alarmed by China's increasing aggression. But perhaps Joe had other issues beside the global balance of power on his mind. Issues like his son's business deals. Hunter's presence on the trip was far from coincidence. Just 10 days later, his company, Rosemont Seneca, signed an exclusive $1 billion deal with the state-owned Bank of China, creating an investment fund called Bohai Harvest with money backed by the Chinese government. In the words of Peter Schweitzer, who first unveiled these conflicts of interest in his book, Secret Empires, The Chinese government was literally funding a business that it co-owned along with the sons of two of America's most powerful decision makers. This is what it looks like to be compromised by a foreign power. Now, keep in mind, Joe Biden thought that uh, the vice presidency was going to be his last office. And he was perfectly willing to trade on the, the power and influence of his office to set his son, Hunter Biden, who was discharged from the U.S. Navy for cocaine abuse and ink a deal on an official government visit, state visit, worth a billion dollars for his son. And that deal was far from a one-off. In t- Hilton's about to get into his, uh, his conflicts with Ukraine. Apparently, old Joe made, made a habit of this. He probably saw the business model that Clinton's Bill and Hillary had put together and enriching themselves with their government um, offices. But here was old Joe Biden just yesterday. You think, he, and, and when you listen to this, ask yourself, do you think that his comments here, as crazy as they sound, are shaped because of his prior bi- uh, business dealings with China and the fact that uh, he's so compromised in his son made a fortune off of his daddy's name. The fact of the matter is, we can do all we need to do without punishing anybody. Anybody. The reason I'm optimistic here is, look at who we are. I've known, I've met virtually every major world leader in my role as vice president and as foreign relations chairman over the last 30 years. And that's not hyperbole. Virtually every one. I don't know a single solitary one 
who would not change places with the problems the President of the United States has versus the problems they have. China is going to eat our lunch? Come on, man. They can't even figure out how to deal with the, 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 the fact that they have this great division between the China Sea and the mountains in the east, I mean, in the west. They can't figure out how they're going to deal with the corruption that exists within the system. I mean, I, you know, they're not bad folks, folks, but guess what? They're not a they're, they're not, they're competition for us. The fact of the matter is... They're not competition for us, says old Joe Biden. China is not competition for us. That's his, his take on the state of affairs with the United States trade relationships with China. We had a $500 billion trade deficit with China in 2018. Old Joe Biden says they're not going to eat our lunch. They're stealing our intellectual property hand over fist, insisting that companies that want to do business in China set up these joint partnerships that allow them to steal their trade secrets. They're engaged in a systematic, widespread, and very effective cyber campaign against American businesses, stealing their intellectual property. But old Joe Biden, whose son is benefiting from this relationship with Chinese state-owned banks, it's just too much for, for Joe to acknowledge, so he's got to to uh, press these uh, these lies. And he's going to do the same for Ukraine as well. Because at this point, Joe Biden didn't, didn't think he was going to be running. The reason he didn't run, I believe, in 2016 is because he knew this stuff was going to come out. But maybe he thinks there's enough distance between this obvious corruption and 2020 that he might get away with it. Plus, he sees that he has a totally compliant press So we're going to we're going to have to relive Bill Clinton 2.0 who also sold out the United States to China and allowed them to uh, to rise as a nuclear power. He allowed the sale of uh, nuclear missile technology to China in, re- in exchange for millions of dollars of campaign contributions. Here's this clip from Joe Biden again. Over the last 30 years, and that's not hyperbole, virtually everyone I don't know a single solitary one who would not change places with the problems the President of the United States has versus the problems they have. China is going to eat our lunch? Come on, man. Come on, man. China's going to eat our lunch? China is eating our lunch, you doddering old fool. What's really amazing about watching Joe Biden is they think this guy's going to be able to make it to the finish line. He's just, he hasn't even really started in earnest the Democratic primaries, and already he is tired and gaunt and slurring his words. You know, I know uh, Trump is in his 70s, but he is an energetic, vital, vigorous 70 years old. Joe Biden is beat, man. He is, uh, he is wore out. We played yesterday some clips for you of him slurring his words at, at, his, at one of the very early of his campaign rallies. He can't even compose a sentence. But here's the rest of this clip. 
They can't even figure out how to deal with the, 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 the fact that they have this great division between the China Sea and the mountains in the east, I mean, in the west. They can't figure out how they're going to deal with the corruption that exists within the system. I mean, I, you know, they're not bad folks, folks, but guess what? They're not a they're, they're not, they're competition for us. The they're fact not, that they're, they're not bad folks, folks. China is not bad folks. Communist dictatorship. Spying uh, on its people. Got this uh, social score system that that surveils their people. And if they uh, step out of line, restricts their freedom to travel and get an education and a job. Joe Biden, they're not bad folks. Oh, I know they're not bad folks. They gave my son a billion dollar contract. So they can't be all bad. And Joe Biden did the same little business uh, dealing with uh, Ukraine to the benefit of his son, Hunter, as well. Here's uh, Steve Hilton again. Speaking of corruption in Ukraine, recent reporting by investigative journalist John Solomon revealed that in March 2016, when Ukraine's chief prosecutor, Viktor Shokin, conducted a wide-ranging corruption probe into the natural gas firm Burisma Holdings, of which Hunter Biden, who else, was a board member, his father Joe threatened to withhold a billion dollars in loan guarantees from the U.S. government unless that prosecutor was fired. You know, I often say how great it must be to be a Democrat. If any Republican candidate had entered a presidential field with these documented uh, instances of massive corruption, of using his personal office to benefit his son to the tune of millions and millions of dollars, it would be the front page story on the New York Times and the Washington Post for weeks. The idiots over at MSNBC and and uh, CNN would uh, would be screaming and having epileptic fits on the floor. But because it's Joe Biden, well, it's no big deal. And now you got Joe Biden out there basically giving cover to the communist Chinese dictatorship that has done so much harm to workers in the United States and, and American industry. And then you got unions lining up behind Joe Biden talking about lunch bucket Joe and blue collar Joe. What a joke. All of this is just really amazing. I hope they do nominate Joe Biden as their uh, presidential candidate. Joe Biden's not an outsider, ladies and gentlemen. He's been in Washington for 43 years. He voted for NAFTA. He voted for the permanent trade relations with China. He opposed the Keystone Pipeline. He was all in on the Paris Climate Accords, the job-killing uh, treaty based on the client, uh, the climate change hoax. It's going to be very interesting to see how all of this shapes up. I want to thank you for joining us again today on Right Now with Jim Dawes and invite you back again tomorrow for another edition on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, what's the word, delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. 
Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Between prepping ingredients, setting the table, and planning your tomorrow, sometimes you need an extra hand with dinner. Delta Faucet is here to help. Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot with Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology and fill it with the perfect amount of water. Done. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to see how voice IQ can fill your dog's bowl, wash your hands, and more.